Let's stand together. Tonight, I'm not going to preach. I'm going to answer a question because I think it's an important question that others might have. So Hebrews chapter 12 tonight, Hebrews 12, verse 15. The Bible says, Looking diligently, lest any man fail the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness spring up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. I've been asked over the years, but recently, sit down conversation. I'm not to embarrass the person here that asked me the question, but because I think it needs to be responded to in a group setting. Pastor, what is biblical forgiveness, and does the root always remain? Now, when it is mentioned here, looking diligently, lest any man fail the grace of God, how do you understand the grace of God is so deep that it will literally help you overcome anything you thought you could not overcome. You can do that through the grace of God. Now, it doesn't fail. We fail to walk in the grace of God. But the question is this, the root of bitterness. So, Pastor, we're talking about any sin under the sun. Everyone here has been hurt in a different way. Don't think you're the only one that's been hurt. Don't think you're the only one unique in the extent of the hurt, how deep the hurt is. Whether you were hurt at 5 or 12 or 22 or uh, hurt presently, whatever that hurt is that you're feeling, uh, Pastor, that hurt leaves a root. So here was the thought that they recently picked up from someone else. Pastor, I've always dealt with this. I feel like this will never go away. This is a dark shadow. It's something I suffered. There are things that cause me to remember it and trigger thoughts of frustration. And just about the time I think I'm over it, I relive it, the pain and the hurt. And so, Pastor, here's what I do. Uh, I just make sure that that root, when it springs up, I trim it at the surface, cut it off, and, and that way I can't get rid of the root. I just, I can't get rid of the root. But what I can do is keep it from springing up and overgrowing and taking over my life. I don't want to live anger, uh, angry. I don't want to live frustrated. I don't want to live thinking about that person. But, Pastor, the root is there. The pain is there. The hurt is there. No matter what I do, no matter how many services I've been to, no matter how many uh, times I've walked the altar. Now, here's why I'm saying this. I'm saying this. I want to be very careful. I've never done this in my ministry. Uh, taken a question and, and simply addressed it in a service. But I think it's important for everyone here to understand because I don't think that person is the only one with that question or possibly with that thought or with some level of pain. Now, so what is the Bible solution to that? Is it simply saying the root is there, the root will be there until death, I can't eliminate that event or series of events that happened. I can't go back in time. I can't reverse the, the pain that was done in my life. And so I'm just going to trim and continue to trim superficially those things so nothing shows up on the surface and so that it doesn't become an overwhelming factor in my life. That sounds good. It's just not biblical. Go to Matthew 18. Now, everyone here that has suffered hurt has suffered hurt on a different level. Church, I want to say be careful as you deal with people, whether in the world or bus route, friend, neighbor, relative, or someone here in the church. People, what they have done, how they have suffered, how they've been hurt in the past, 
is unique. Don't treat all pain as if it were the same. God's grace is the only constant in the equation. God's love, God's forgiveness. If we lifted the window tonight, lifted the, the, the covering and, and allowed you to see the pain just in this room, there's a lot of pain and a lot of hurt just in this room. I don't want to say anything that would trigger you reliving that or resuffering that, but I do believe it's absolutely necessary in the growth of the Christian life to understand what is the Bible principle. Because some of you have the root there. That root is deep. Uh, what you suffered was not once or twice, but repeated. And you say, okay, Pastor, it's there. It's taken root in my heart. It's taken root in my mind. And there are times I'm, I'm fine. There are years I'm fine. There are months I'm fine. But occasionally, it just overwhelms me once again. Let me say this. You know God can even blow up roots. You'd be shocked if, if you saw some of those peaceful people that you've ever met in your Christian life, if you heard their testimonies, you would be shocked by what they've suffered. Don't ever mistake a smile for a pain-free life. Now, Peter comes in this chapter, the famous chapter, and says, Lord, how shall my brother sin against me? And I forgive him till seven times. And Christ makes it obvious, no. And there's a multitude of reasons here. He says seven times 70. That doesn't mean uh, a limited amount of times or a large amount of times. It means as long as that person sins, you're supposed to forgive. Now, the question is, what does that look like? Because everyone in here has a, a very different definition in your mind of what forgiveness is. So how do you forgive and forget? Mostly you can't because you're human unless you have a limited memory. Okay, I am a clean freak. My rule of thumb is everywhere I go every day of my life, Every move that I make is to declutter and clean. If I go to the kitchen and leave, my wife says, what happened to that knife? Where did my cup go? Anybody see my shoe? Uh, every, my natural tendency is, if you're in the middle of a cabinet, I'm going to shut it on your finger because it needs shut. <laughs> Don't set your cup down. Don't leave trash. I, I like things declutter. Well, here's the problem. It's a good thing. I do that with my mind. Pastoring two churches and dealing with people on every, every level and preaching out. Uh, my mind is constantly decluttered. So it, there's information I wish I would not have lost in my memory over the years, but my mind is a street sweeper. It's a trash disposal in the sense of just declutter. Get it out. Get it out. And so when people come to me and say, uh, Pastor, two years ago, I'm like, don't even bring it up because I have no clue. I'll barely remember, I'll faintly remember, uh, unless it's a, something that was so distinct in the moment that is stuck in my memory, and even then, it'll be faint. That is actually helpful. Now, here's what God wants He wants you to live a life free of roots. There is no way 
to pastor 30 years and stay in the ministry with roots. It's impossible. You're, you're going to be betrayed. You're going to be stabbed in the back. You're going to be lied about. You're going to be hurt. Uh, church, I can say in all honesty, I hold not even the slightest of grudge. There's, there's no root there. I don't care who the person is, who the face is, what the problem was, what was done, the, the hurt, uh, accidental, on purpose, by whom it was done, for how long it was done. I can say tonight, staying behind this pulpit, by the grace of God, there are no root. They're not there. I'm not going to function that way. I can't live that way. I can't pastor that way. I can't work that way. And you're going to find it very hard in life to grow as a Christian when you're dealing with a large root or a series of roots that you're saying, I just don't want them above the surface. It's still a root. And if it's there, that means it may pop up on Monday. There may be a trigger person or a moment, a car, a place, a smell. It, it doesn't matter what it is. If the root is there, you always have the chance of having to deal with forgiveness again. I said, Pastor, you're not helping me. I can't help you, but the Bible can. So then he tells a story. When he'd begun to reckon, it tells about verse 23, Therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened to a certain king, which would take account of his servants. When he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him, which owed him 10,000 talents. Now every pastor wants to do the math. Don't, don't do the math. Don't listen to pastors try to do the math. Pastors are not mathematicians. A talent of silver. All of those things are going to vary according to the price of silver. It doesn't matter. Here's what matters. It was a lot of money. Yeah. If you want to put a million dollar price tag on that or 10 million, how many got a million dollars to spend or a debt how many of you could pay off a debt of $500,000? Okay, this was a debt that couldn't be paid. And when you got saved, I mean, understand, you were forgiven of a debt that you could not pay outside of the lake of fire. But for as much as he had not to pay, the Lord commanded him to be sold, and his wife and children, all that he had, and the payment to be made. And the servant therefore fell down and worshipped him, saying, Lord, have patience with me. I will pay thee all. That's impossible. We know it was impossible, but... It's scripture to get us to understand a point. Then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion. And what's it say? Loosed him and did what? Now what is forgiveness? What is, what is forgiveness? The Bible tells us right there. It's loosing that person that owes you. And saying, I'm releasing you. Not of half the dead or 25%. That's not forgiveness. That's partial forgiveness. I, I'm not going to release you of 75% of this and put you on a payment plan for the last part. It's saying that debt is totally released. So whoever hurt you owes you. Whatever you're guarding in your heart and mind, whatever pain was done to you, whatever time in life, uh, the, the, the hurt that sunk deep roots inside of you. And you got saved and you sat in services and you talked about victory and you asked for forgiveness and you 
ask the Lord, I'd like to live uh, free of this, and then you're dealing with the root. Because here's, at some point, you're saying, you don't owe me much and you don't have to pay me now. I just can't release you of that debt. Forgiveness is saying, okay, you don't owe me any, you don't owe me a payment. You don't owe me any, that's true forgiveness. Now, how? Let me ask you this. If we're talking about a minor scale, you know, we're a little overly dramatic. He took my vehicle, he took my lawnmower and didn't put gas in it, took my vehicle and messed up the bumper, you know. He, she borrowed that dress and never returned it and then asked for another, you know. We're talking about normal things we want to get upset and frustrated over. Okay, you're wasting your time if you even have to forgive those things. Your Christianity is so low. I'm not talking to you tonight. I can't help you tonight. That's subject matter for another moment. I'm talking about real hurt, real debt. Tonight we're talking about $10,000 debt. Somebody hurt you and they owe you. And so you said, I'm going to forgive that debt. Now, it was lip service. If you would have been forced at that time to sign a contract and say, this person owes me nothing forever, you wouldn't have signed the paper. But at an altar call during an invitation or reading your Bible, whatever, you said, Lord, I forgive them. And you walked away, but the root was there. You trimmed it, you cut it off right at the surface, and you said, I think I'll be fine. And two years later, something refreshed that pain. And then that night you said, that sucker still owes me. And with interest. I mean, that me hit me as a pain with a pound of flesh. And you were right. Verse 26, the servant therefore fell down, worshipped him, saying, Lord, have patience, I'll pay thee all. He loosed him. So what's forgiveness? Losing that person. So here's the first question. Have you, okay, you said you forgave him. You said, Lord, I forgive him. Has that person been totally loosed? Of the debt. Now hold on for a second. Is that humanly possible? No. Let me answer that question. I know because I deal with you. It's not possible. So if you put on a spiritual face for a moment, you said, oh yeah, pastor, it's possible. No, you haven't lost that debt. You're holding it tonight, your back pocket. Because you have a human nature that says, I still occasionally suffer the pain of some kind of memory. And as much as I want to Lose him of that debt. I've attempted to lose him of that debt. And pastor, I just prefer to deal with the root and cut it off at the surface. And so no one actually knows that I'm bitter. And when that goes to spring up, there's occasions that, that just cause it to spring up. Something in life waters it. And I go back and cut it. And I'll spend the rest of my life cutting it down. It's not going to dominate me, pastor. I promise you, it's not going to dominate me. The same servant. He went out, he found one of his fellow servants, which owed him a hundred pence. And he laid hands on him, and he took him by the throat. Now, hold on for a second. Hurt people hurt people. Uh-huh. And when you've been hurt and that root is deep, when that thing gets watered, you just want to lay your hands on someone's throat. <laughs> you don't care who it is either. <laughs> Sometimes it's someone you love. You just think it's, they're just paying the consequence of the hurt you're feeling. And you're just thinking, man, if I can grab someone. Some, sometimes it's your kids that have to pay you for your frustrations. You're uptight, yelling and screaming. They don't even know. It's not really them. 
it's that root that you're dealing with and you thought you would lose the debt and something triggered the thought, no, no, not only have I not lost that debt, that buckaroonie needs to pay. And when you say that, you sound freaky. He needs to pay. And everyone knows you're about ready to grab throat. He said, pay me that thou owest. His fellow servant fell down at his feet beside him saying, have patience with me. And I'll pay thee all. Now let me ask you this. Who are the figures, primary figures in this parable? Okay, who's the king? King Jesus. Who owes the massive debt? To who? To who? Who's your greatest debt owed to? To Jesus Christ. What were you forgiven of? Now let me ask you this. Has he loosed you of all the debt? Now, this is important when we get to the step. You say, Pastor, I thought this was going to be a quick answer. It's not because there's too much Bible. <laughs> Did he just say with the root of the pain that you, that you hurt him, I'm just going to cut it off at the surface, and every time I'm reminded of it, I'll just keep it under the surface? He literally loosed us of every penny of that debt. But when we've been loosed of that kind of enormous debt, Someone, here's what God's saying. Any person that has hurt you, that debt in comparison to what you owe God is very small. 10,000 talents and 100 pence is a million dollars compared to a penny. Now, that's the first thing we, we got to understand. So the example that is set is set by Jesus Christ himself, and it wasn't just your debt, it was Jeffrey Dahmer's debt. And the guy that pulled the trigger at the Uvalde school, he offered to pay every debt of every man on the planet that wanted his debt paid. But when someone owes us a debt, it's time to grab throat. So when he would not pay, verse 30, he went and cast him into prison till he should pay the debt. Now here's the problem. Here's what we do. Human nature does. says, you hurt me. I'm going to cast you into the prison of my mind until you pay the debt. Now, here's the problem. Whoever owes you, whoever owes you has no intention. There is no intention. So waiting for that person to pay off the debt is a self-inflicted wound because whoever hurts you has no desire and won't lift a finger to pay off that debt. Then the Lord, he called him and he said to him, hold on for a second. Why didn't he call the man that owed the debt? Why didn't he go to that man in prison and say, you didn't pay up. Why did you even ask for the money? If you couldn't pay for the money, why did you borrow the money? Uh-huh. He went to the man that would not forgive the debt. And what's he calling? Hold on. This is all wrong. Pastor, why do we have to go over this Bible study? Because we fall into a category of wicked servants when God has forgiven us and we say, I refuse to forgive you. Be careful because we call people wicked for different reasons than God does. He said, I forgave thee all that debt, all, every dime, because that's what you wanted. Shouldest thou not also have compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee? 
And his Lord was wroth and did what? Delivered him to the tormentors till he should pay all that was due. Now here's a problem, okay? When we do not release the debt of the person that owes us, God said, I'm going to deliver you to the tormentors. Here's what happened to people that don't forgive. They live tormented. But God forewarns them. To release the debt is to live free from torment. To hold on to the debt is to be delivered by God. We're not talking about hell. We're not talking about lake of fire. We're talking about the torment that is the life of an unforgiving. Those roots are there. I'm going to live with the root. I'm going to cut it off at the surface. And I'm going to be okay because it's not going to dominate my life. It's going to torment you because God said, if you do not, what is forgiveness? Releasing every dime of the debt. And if you don't do that, then you have to deal with the tormentors. Now look what it says, verse 35. So likewise shall my heavenly Father do also unto you, if ye from your, what? Hearts forgive not everyone his brother there. Now hold on for a second. I've heard every crazy thing under the sun in, in the Christian life about forgiveness. We've had it preached here. You better get Bible. Yes. I love those guys and I respect those guys and praise the Lord for all of them. But you better get Bible understanding forgiveness. So God says forgiveness is releasing the entirety of the debt. When you got saved, God said your past, present, future, any debt you create, the future, it's all paid for. I'll not hold a dime over your head ever, ever again. It's all forgiven. And then he tells us, be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. And it doesn't put a period there. Then it gets ridiculously hard. Even as God, for Christ's sake, have forgiven you. So, if, if our thought of forgiveness is, I cut off the root at the surface so it's not visible, uh, um, I'll write off the majority of that debt. No, God said forgiveness is doing it as God did through His Son at Calvary, saying the entirety of the debt is paid. I'm releasing all of the debt. You don't owe me any more of the debt. Now, there's a lot of scripture that talks about this. As far as the east is from the west, sins have been forgiven and forgotten, right? Now, here's the question. We're dealing with human nature. So, in our human nature, we can't release debt, okay? We may think we were. We can't forget unless you're Adam Thompson. <laughs> Folks, I'm telling you right now, I don't know if I'm unique on the planet. I can forget. And I thank God I can forget. Because people ask me, and people come to me, and pastor say, well, what happened back then? Remember this? I'm like, preacher, if I tried to remember those details, I would have lost my mind a long time ago. I can't even tell you, and I don't even care to tell you, and I wouldn't bring in people that could tell you the details because they're messed up for remembering the details. Now, hold on for a second. I want you guys to do a quick Bible search. There's a phrase in the Bible, and I want someone to read the text. We'll have a Bible drill. The Bible says, vengeance is, I'm going to give you a clue, it's Romans. Romans 12, give me the verse. 
avenge what? Not yourselves, but do what? Vengeance is mine. Now, here's what happens. When you want to charge the debt, what is that? What, what category does that fall under? Vengeance, right? That's putting your hands on someone else's throat and shaking the devil out of them. So here's, because we can't do that in the flesh, here's what we do. This is, this is forgiveness. So we're going to say Gene owes me. Gene owes me big time. And I take that ledger, that account, that paperwork, and his signature, this forgiveness. If I take it to Gene and say, Gene, that's forgiven. It's $10 million. What is forgiven? Okay. You know what I do when I walk out of here? Boy, what can I do with $10 million? That skunk. He just bought a brand new house. The sorry dog said he didn't have money and he owes me $10 million. You know what I do every time I see Gene and Tara? That's called human nature. Now, hold on for a second. Here's what grace and God and knowing God does. Here's what understanding. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I will repay. Okay? Forgiveness is taking that ledger and taking it over to God and saying, God, Gene owes me $10 million and he can't pay. And I can't get past it, but I want to lose him of the debt. So I'm signing it over to you. So God, you charge him whatever you want. That's all yours. You want to charge him half of that, all of that, none of that, whatever you want. That ledger book is yours. That account is yours. He owes you. He doesn't owe me. You know the only way I can move past is when I say, God, that person. So when it starts, hold on for a second. When I see that person, it starts to come back up. I said, oh, no, I dropped that off in God's hands. God wanted to kill him. God want, if God wants to take his leg, <laughs> if God wants to burn down his house, do whatever you want to do, God. I ain't going to mess with that. I ain't going to think about it. I'm not going to live with that. There is a God of righteousness and a God of judgment and a God that handles all accounts, some now, some later. Some are like a credit card, it's weekly payment, monthly payment, and others are just one lump sum payment down the road. Whatever the case, God, you say, well, I thought God paid for all of that at Calvary. Oh, hold on for a second. He offers forgiveness of sin. But when it comes to that injury between people, there is a God of justice that can settle your account a whole lot better than you can. You don't want to live under the vice of tormentors. I like to sleep at night. I'll tell you something, folks. I've lost almost no sleep over the course of my life over someone that's hurt me or lied about me, tried to injure me, tried to steal something from me. It, you know what? None of that's not, not going to rob a single second. You know why? Because whatever people have done and they owed me, I have determined to immediately take it to God and say, God, here's the ledger book. You do what you want. I don't even have time to run around trying to collect what people owe me. And I've got to face all of those people sooner or later in life, and I want to be able to look them in the eyes and smile and hug their necks. So, God, I'm going to give that to you so I can smile at them. Do we get this? So when I, here's what I'm doing. 
When I say vengeance is mine, I'm holding on to that account. I'm taking God off his throne of sovereignty and saying, God, you've not done your job and I'm not satisfied with what you're doing. I want the big chair. That's why Joseph looked at his brother and he said, you know that debt you guys owed me? Now, hold up, hold up for a second. Who, who owed outside the Lord Jesus Christ? Who's been owed a bigger debt? Your brothers sell you into slavery, hoping for your death. They consider you dead. They bring back a light to dad and watch dad grieve and mourn for decades. And when he sees them and they're fearful and dad dies, Joseph breaks down crying. He says, guys, guys, all you're doing is reliving this. But I want to tell you something. This has all been forgiven decades ago. I haven't lived under the weight of what you did to me because I released the debt to God. And then what he said, am, some of the most profound words in all the Bible, am I in the place of God? So forgiveness, you release the debt, you turn it over to God, and you say, God, you do whatever you want to with the debt. Unforgiveness is saying, although I've been forgiven 10 million, I'm holding on to that penny until death. Okay, not some of you look to me crazy. Pastor, it's more than a penny. Okay. Some of you and I talk to you. It's, it's, it's this. Don't, don't minimize my pain, Pastor. I'm, not trying, I'm talking about compared to what God has forgiven you. Yes. So, here's what we're doing. God, you never collected that from Gene. I want you to know. I'm here for the rest of your life. To treat you like a scum bucket. Because if you're not going to pay, I'm going to make you pay. You're delivered to the tormentors. Pastor, how do I forgive that person? Church, you do not want to be fussing with that root until your death. You don't want to be dealing with tormentors until your death. You're dealing with that pain and you've dealt with that. You in, I don't care what kind of Christian you are, you in your flesh with indwelling the Holy Spirit of God, you cannot forgive and forget. You've tried that. And 52 years ago, and 36 years ago, and 18 years ago, you can remember every single last detail of the moment. Every word that was said, every action that was taken, your memory can replay every second of that. But your flesh, you're going to have to take that ledger to God and drop it at His feet and say, God... The way you forgive me, I'm supposed to forgive that person. I can't physically, I can't emotionally, I can't spiritually do that. So I'm going to leave you the ledger. And God, you know what? You charge them however much you want. Or you charge them however little you want. But today when I leave you that ledger, I'm walking away. I'm saying I'm free of that debt. And God, you collect anything you want to collect. You collect it in their health. You collect it in their finances. You collect it in their mind, their thought. You collect it however you want to win. But I'm, here's what I'm not going to do. I'm not a debt collector, folks. Anybody here over 20 can say I'm free of hurt. I've never been in. The longer you live, the more likely you are to have suffered some kind of extreme hurt. But life is long. Young people, you don't want to live 50, 60, 70 years hurt. Delivered over to the tormentors. So what do I do? Bible forgiveness. Forgiven even as God, for Christ's sake, hath 
you know what you know what Christ did? He took that ledger to God. Now here's what you're gonna have to do. Whatever pain it is that you're dealing with, you don't want to live the rest of your life trimming roots. I don't. Maybe you do. That's one way to do it. Just a miserable existence. I don't have any roots to trim. I ain't messing with roots. I'm letting God blow up roots. And here's what I want to do. As soon as someone owes me, and people owe me. People owe me. Bro, Jamie, I'll be honest. People owe me. Say, how much do they owe you? I can't remember. Because I haven't seen the ledger in a long time. And it doesn't even matter anymore. Because at the end of the day, I trust God to do perfect justice a whole lot more than I trust myself to do justice.